0: You're going to be distracted right now. This is the most valuable time of your week right here when the word of God goes forth. And so here's what we have to do. You have to make yourself pay attention and be attentive. You have to make yourself to do it. If, if you're cold or, or something else, we tried to adjust it a little bit. Maybe we can drop it down more. But whatever you got to do to get in a place where you can pay attention, that's what, you, that's what you have to do today. You won't get this again. You won't get another Sunday, uh, January the 2nd, 2022. You'll never get this moment again. So please don't let the enemy rob you today. Many people, as I've already said, jobs and families and even churches over the past year, two years, have have been knocked down, have been knocked all the way down. They've been knocked off their feet. They've been dealt a blow that they still haven't recovered from. And I might be talking to people in here today. You may have gone through things that you still, even right now, have not been able to get a handle on you, you you've tried to you've tried your best to get to a place where you could not think about it again and maybe it go away what's happened to you but it, it hadn't happened yet you, you've been thrown down and kicked down and your world's been turned upside down and it just seems like there's no recovery from that but but i I want to tell you that with the believer, the person that's in a relationship like I just described, a passionate, madly in love with Jesus, there is an edge, and that's what we're going to look at. There's an edge that that you have. If you fall into that category, there is an edge that you have whenever you get knocked down, drugged down, or cast down. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, 16, for a just man falleth, Seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief, or New King James says, into calamity. A just man falls seven times, not just one year or a bad incident that's made me have to redefine my life all over again, but a just man, so we already know that we don't run up against one bad bump in the road during our life. But a a, a just man, Jesus said, in the world, you'll have tribulation. So that's not a one-time event. You'll have tribulation. Tribulation is an ongoing thing in the life of a believer. It's an ongoing thing in the life of the world. But a just man has tribulation. A just man will fall, but a just man will keep getting up. Psalm 43, David said, to himself, listen to these words. He says, "Why are you cast down? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted uh, with, or within me? Hope in God, I shall yet praise Him who is the health, H E A L T H, of my countenance and my God. Why?" He's talking to himself after being knocked down again and again, because he knows that he was a man, I told you last Sunday, after God's own heart, he knows that he was chosen among all of his brethren and anointed. And he's telling himself, why are you cast down? Soul, why are you laying there still? Why aren't you up yet? Why are you cast down, oh my soul? You need to praise God in this moment. You need to praise God through your dilemma. You need to praise God through being struck down. Because that's where the joy of the Lord is. That's where your face takes on a whole different expression, your countenance. In fact, when you praise the Lord, it changes the health of your whole countenance. Your mourning is turned into dancing, and you have weep for a whole night, but you got joy in the morning. Now, let me tell everybody something, because a lot of y'all are struggling because we haven't opened Children's Church yet, and I don't mean the parents nor the children, okay? I gotta stop and say this because a lot of heads keep turning. We have children in here right now, okay? Surprise. couple of them are my grandchildren. We've got children in the building. Children do, I, I have to do this all, I was a children's pastor for seven years, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Children do what children are supposed to do right now. We're working hard as we can with the resources we have to get upstairs, open up. Praise God, we got the lift completely finished and trimmed out this week. Now we got to go gut upstairs and trick it out so they'll have a place. But until that time, children are in here. I told you a while ago, and I hate I'm having to take up preaching time to say this again, but I'm talking to adults who can't focus right now. You don't have to look at people when they got to take care of their children. You don't have to look around to see if that's Beckham calling out or somebody else is young and stop it. I'm fighting for your soul and your victory this year, and you can't be moved by a youngin walking around. Now, I had to say that, but y'all getting robbed. I'm not robbed. I know what I'm going to preach. It's right here. I know what I'm going to preach. I've already been blessed by it. So quit looking around and quit snickering and talking and it' not that cute because you're going to go home empty-hearted and you're going to get slapped next week and you're going to squall and you can't get up because you don't know how. And it ain't because you ain't got a medic alert. Help me, I'm falling and I can't get up. Focus today in here. not mad. It's just passion. I'm not mad. Quit getting robbed though. Quit getting robbed. Children are children. If they're not distracting the one that's got to stay focused with everything, what's your excuse? I'm through. Paul said this, 2 Corinthians, and, and by the way, visitors here and online, sometimes you have to talk to people like that because they tune you out if, you, if you're just nice about it sometimes. They don't believe you until you do these kinds of things. And I feel crazy. And later on when I watch or listen to this, I'll say, Lord, have mercy. I'll get mad. But you did it. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4, 9. Paul said this, it's to the point where I'm persecuted and we all are, the church, we are persecuted, but we're not forsaken. Have you told yourself that lately since the last time you were cast down? We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but we're not destroyed. See, that's because a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up again. And Job said this in the fifth chapter. He said, he shall deliver you in six troubles. Yes, in seven, no evil shall touch you. And then the the psalmist David said again back in the 34th chapter, he said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Amen? It's not a one-time event. It's not a one-time getting cast down. It's not a one-time and I'm through with it. We go through hills and valleys until we get to that great hill where we've got a mansion waiting on us and we've got a Savior. He says, you'll do this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. There's nothing you are going through with. There's not a hit so hard that you have made to the ground that the Lord can't deliver you and you can't praise your way through it and get back up again. If you're the righteous person God says you are and you can be, you can get up seven times and 70 times seven. If you can forgive a person in a day 70 times seven, then you can get up 70 times seven in a day. You can do it. Now, the Bible says, though he fall, talking about me and you, though he fall, this is the 37th chapter of Psalm, he shall not be utterly cast down. It's not the end. That's not your finish. It's over with. For the Lord is the one that upholds you with his hands. So see, when you get up off the ground, and you start praising your way and you start getting up. It may look like you're dead, but but you don't, here's, here's where a lot of us have missed it. You don't have to reach way up there. See the Lord's hands right here. All you got to do is be willing just to get up a little bit say I praise you you are the one that upholds me you're the one that lifts me up you're the one that never lets me go and see the hands right there all you got to do is grab it out in faith and praise and the Lord will hold you and he'll help you get on up he just wants to see that you believe him enough and you're righteous enough to know that his word will never fall it'll never fail and you can do all things through Christ that gives you the strength and that's getting up 70 times 7 or whatever it might be in your life. You see, Paul always got back up. He always got back up. There was not a time that Paul did not get back up. In the uh, second letter to the Corinthians, he began saying this, and and he was really scolding some people. If you want to hear what, what he was scolding them about, and how he was calling them out. You need to go home and read the first part of 2 Corinthians 11, but we're jumping in in verse 23 because he said, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In laborers, I'm more abundant. In stripes, above measure. This is things he went through with. You're talking about getting cast down? He said, uh, In prisons, more frequently. In deaths, often from the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Do you know on five separate occasions he got beat with 39 stripes because there was a, a threshold of 40 you couldn't cross and the one actually delivering the stripes may be beaten or uh, delivered over to death himself. So that's why they would never beat a condemned man over 39 times with stripes that's why Jesus suffered 39 stripes on his back but I don't think anybody in here and I could be wrong but I don't think so I don't think none of us beginning with me have ever been beaten with a whip 195 times because you won't quit witnessing for Jesus Christ I don't think I've ever been I know I haven't never been that low and that cast down he said Three times, I was beaten with rods. Once, I was stoned. Three times, I was shipwrecked. A night and a day, I have been in the deep. He was like out there floating on a log or a raft or because he didn't have any help. A boat was apart one time. He said, and I was just out there in the middle of nowhere. He said, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentile, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. He even had two-faced people of God that he was around that would be one way to his face, but then they would go and turn him in just so they could stay in their position. So he dealt with hypocrites himself. He said in verse 27, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, Besides the other things, what comes upon me daily? My deep concern for all the church. And Paul was saying above getting cast down and thrown down and all the things I go through and have gone through and will go through. He said, what I carry on me daily, what I'm concerned about, what has me so perplexed is me being worried about the church and all the churches that God's let me be a part of. And you see, folks, when you love God and His work that much, then you will own it. You will say, when they hurt, I hurt When the church is lacking I'm lacking and you won't sleep see it becomes a part of who you are and you're not called to have that kind of care you own that kind of care when you walk into the family of God and you are a part of his family. We all are one That's why the early church Sold everything that they had To take care of each other's needs It's that kind of unity That I find myself praying for Every single day that I wake up I pray for the unity of the church I pray for my family But I pray for the church Because I know when the church Gets at that level There is nothing that we can't do There is nothing we can't see God do through us There is no person With any label as I may Mention of last week no labor whatsoever that we will not embrace and help pray for them until we love them enough till they're ready to be led to Jesus and then we launch them back into the world with us to do it all over again I'm telling you God is ready for us to know that when we can get to a place where no matter how bad we get thrown down or what happens to me or my family or my livelihood or even my mind, if I will just grab his hand and get back up, I don't care if something bad happened to me last week or yesterday. I've got to get back up again because I'm not made out of the same stuff the world's made of now. Do you know that? You're a new creature now when you belong to Jesus Christ. The old things... Are gone away paul said the former things i forget i forgot all those things that happened to me you can't hold a grudge and go to heaven you can't be upset with somebody you can't be crying over spilt milk and expect to go in the rapture it don't work that way according to this book right here you've got to make sure that you know that you're ready to go and you do that by the way you live life right now every day not by just saying i'm ready to go when the trumpet sounds that's the way you get home, church. You get back up, and you get back up, and you continue to get back up. Just in the book of Acts alone, in the book of Acts alone, there were 24 things that Paul experienced. You talk about, now, we've already looked at some bad things about being cast down and struck down. But Paul said this, his, his life was threatened in Damascus, he was threatened again in Jerusalem. He was persecuted and he was ran out of Antioch. He faced possible stoning, stoning when he was at Iconium. He uh, was stoned and left for dead in Lystra. He opposed and made the center of controversy. In Acts 15, 11, when he was in town, he experienced the loss of his close friend and co-worker Barnabas. He was beaten with rods and imprisoned at Philippi. He was cast out of Philippi. Uh, his life was threatened in Thessalonica. He was forced out of Berea. He was mocked when he was in Athens. He was taken before the judgment seat in Corinth. He was opposed by the silversmiths when he was in Ephesus. That they, they plotted against him. Uh, the Jews did when he was visiting Greece and he was uh, uh, witnessing for the Lord. He was apprehended by the mob when he was in Jerusalem. He was arrested and detained by the Romans. He barely escaped being scourged. He was rescued from the Sanhedrin mob when they all started fussing because he knew that there were uh, Sanhedrins there and there was also Pharisees. One believed in the resurrection and the others didn't. So he capitalized on that and he made mention of that and then they almost literally tore his body apart trying to fight to pull him from one side to the other, and he experienced that. He also uh, had an assassination plot made against him uh, in Acts 23 and verse 12, two-year imprisonment when he was in Caesarea. He was shipwrecked on the island of Malta. He suffered a snake bite one time, and they thought he was going to die and waited on his arm to swell up. All he did was just shake it off in the fire and kept on going, and then in Acts 28, he was the first Roman to experience imprisonment Paul knew that getting cast down every time he would get cast down or he would get stoned or he would get struck down he knew that when he got thrown down that immediate supernatural more strength from god was about to take place and he said that in 2 corinthians 12 he said therefore i take pleasure in infirmities i take pleasure in being cast down i take pleasure in being struck down he said even in reproaches and in needs and in persecution in distresses i take pleasure in all these for christ's sake he said for when i am weak When I am weak, when I am cast down, when I'm thrown down, when I'm mistreated, when I'm abused, when I'm neglected, when I'm made fun of, when I'm ostracized, he said all of these infirmities, when they're going on and when the devil's throwing all this stuff at me, he said he don't know it, but I'm actually getting stronger. So see, we always, it's built into us, pie in the sky life, without any detours at all but that won't make you identify with jesus christ you see and i don't mean that god can't bless us we can't do fun things we can't enjoy the things of this world that god given us but the problem is when all that stuff takes god's place And it takes over the lordship of our life. That's when it becomes a snare and a sin. And that's when people fall off the wagon and they fall into calamity or mischief because they can't get up because money has gotten them down and they don't know they're down or pride has gotten them down or success or some type of achievement or acceptance in this world or have finally arrived and see, it becomes a snare and it's a stone that you don't know has been hurled at you and it's put you on your rump and you're not going to get up because pride and everything else has got you strapped to the ground and you won't reach up for Jesus' hand. so all of a sudden, you're not the just man or just woman getting up six times, seven times. 25 times, 30 times, every day of my life, every year. I thought 2022, I thought 2021 was going to be better than 2020. And lo and behold, I couldn't imagine what all was happening. Folks, I just want to stop one second and say, if you are a believer, this world is not your home it's never going to be right. It's whacked up, it's jacked up, it's dysfunctional as dysfunction can be because the devil is Lord over all the skank and the sin in this world and he's doing what he wants to do. We that know what's going on know that things are being put in place so the Antichrist can step onto the scene But people are mesmerized by everything they're told and what they see. And you've been inundated with things. And so people are programmed. So the word of God has no place anymore. That's why people are not looking up because their redemption's not drawing now. Their redemption is what's the forecast for tomorrow or what are the new mandates for tomorrow. So people that's got their mind in what's going on in the pandemic or the next round of shots or everything else, the protocol, they're not looking up. You can't serve the God of this world and that world and be looking at that one and that one at the same time. And I'll argue that with any preacher with breath in his body. And I got it straight out of the Bible, by the way. That ain't my opinion. Church, somewhere along the line, some people in this church, online, in other churches all over the world, you've got to realize you've been knocked down with things that a believer, a Holy Ghost-filled believer should have seen through. And there's no way you're going to focus on going home. You're not going to focus on going home. If you're mesmerized with Satan that told Jesus out of his own mouth, the world is mine and it's been given to me and I give it to whomever I want to. Now you don't have to believe that and you don't have to believe how far that ripples out but I'm telling you in the name of Jesus today behind this pulpit that God knows that the devil is the father of all lies. He's been a liar from the beginning. My Bible tells me that and I don't know why, spirit-filled people will not get up. If you are on your way to heaven, why don't people get up and rise up? If you are a righteous man, there's no way. Paul could stay strapped to the dirt He had too much Jesus in him, church, and that's the problem, you see. We've got so much of everything else in us. We don't have no Jesus in us. We got a little makeup and a a church costume that we put on every week, but we don't have no hardcore convictions. We don't have things that bring us to our knees because we are moved by it and it brings us to tears where we call on God but we we are like little dogs and we wait on our cues from everybody else and we don't want to hear what God's got to say and we fall into all the traps and, and we don't get up off the ground. That's why people everywhere you talk to or men you talk to, churches I talk to, Are you here online? We'll quote the scripture, and some of you are familiar with it. Oh, Lord, the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. The labors are few because they're full of fear. People are scared to do everything that pertains to God and his kingdom, but you let it be an event or you let it be a store, or you let it, see, we've been playing this card for two years, and I don't want to get into all this because I, but, but I want people to get up, you see. It's hard to pastor a church when people stay on the ground, you see. You do it and tell me how to do it. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's very hard. And I thank God for where we've gotten. I thank God for where we've gone. I thank God for where we're going. But folks, we got to get out. If you're going to heaven, you got, you got to get up somewhere along these lines. You can tell me what Fauci said and everybody else said. The CDC, the L M N O P said. I don't believe none of them. That they, they've all, I don't believe none of them. I don't care if we get shut down right now. I don't care. You hear me? I don't care anymore. I want people that are going to come to church. I at least want you to hear a Bible side of something. That went over well too, didn't it? I'm telling you, people are mesmerized. You can't pull people. It's, It's like a trance. You can't pull people out. I'm trying to get people off the ground. I'm trying to tell you, I don't believe anything but what God said. People lie and they lie on top of lies And they can lie to people now, to their face, and people, okay, people, and they know that they just tell you this today, and people contradict themselves all the time. And so, see, we are not children of the dark. Folks, oh, this is the first day of the new year. Hey, but this is what God's got for us today. He's ready for us to get up. He's ready for us to wake up. I'm not saying that, you know, if we're going to talk about this, we're not going to be safe and we're not going to practice things. In fact, if you're used to dodging the thermometer when you come in, don't dodge it right now. Come in. Come in and do things the right way. We're not putting the seats closer together, we're not doing that. We're going to stay safe, but we're not going to stay struck down, though. You can stay. Say and not says. If everybody goes into a cocoon, I feel the Holy Ghost when I get this out of my mouth. If everybody goes into a cocoon, where's the work of the church gonna get done? Where's it gonna get done? There, there's not another uh, church that's gonna be born out of Acts chapter three. Okay, if everybody is gonna be foolishly knocked down, scared then where is the work of the gospel, the old rugged cross, going to get preached and live out if everybody's in a cocoon? So see, that's where God is. And God puts me there, and I have to preach and tell you. Nothing or no one in Paul's life or in his day. See, the air's on, but I feel it's hot in here right now, ain't it? Y'all feel it too, don't you? People are nervous. I can feel all that kind of stuff. People don't know what to think about that. What's he really trying to say? I'm trying to say everything I just said. That's what I'm trying to say. It's an IQ test, folks. I'm trying to say what I said. Quit living in fear. You cannot be a child of God. I'll say this. I don't care if you bring me any theologian you want to. You cannot be a child of God and be a hostage of fear of any kind. You can't. You cannot be a hostage of fear. There's nothing in anything I've preached to tell people to be negligent or anything else. But I can tell you this. Fear will send you to the grave. Fear will keep you on the ground. If if you're scared of something that people just want to tell you is here or there or it's bad or good, then you sure ain't going to go witness to a murderer or a child molester or a homosexual or somebody that's strung out on drugs. You ain't got nothing for that. You ain't going to do it because fear has first place in your life. In 2022, you need to be through with fear. You need to. You need to flush it. You can't go to heaven with fear. You can't serve two masters. I'm, I'm giving you Bible today. I'm not venting up here. The Bible says you can't serve two masters. Well, he's talking about money. He's not just talking about money. Listen, he's talking about your whole life. You can't serve God, but all you talk about when you talk to other people In the community and other believers, all you're talking about is the latestness. You're full of fear. You are infatuated with fear. You are owned by fear. And you cannot serve God and serve the devil who is the one that's all about fear. 2 Corinthians, probably time for me to read the Bible now. 2 Corinthians 3, I mean 6, verse 3. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. Did everybody hear that? Because I've been ranting here for a few minutes. Did y'all hear that part? Paul said, we give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. Before I read verse 4, I want to tell you, that saying that whatever the reason, and I'm not saying everything that's, that happens because it's not this way, that's got you down here, that, that's thrown you down or cast you down again, I'm not saying everything is your fault. A lot of times we get blows and we get things hurled at us and all we were doing was living right, doing right, praying right, giving right. But things still happen. But what we don't want to do, we know that our God, thank you, Holy Ghost, is not the God of the dead, but the living. So Paul was saying, we got knocked down. We did, got stoned again yesterday. But because... I wear the name Jesus Christ, which has resurrection power, and that same resurrection power. It would be contrary to my testimony for me to stay on this floor right here. So I'm getting up. My back's bleeding, but I'm getting up because I'm not going to bring a reproach to the name of Jesus nor his church. Hallelujah. I feel God in here. You better watch out today. He said, we give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. Long time ago, I heard on TV, a song was out says, You Give Love a Bad Name. You see, the only thing about me using those kind of things that maybe you can relate to, you're going to hum that song the rest of the day. And God ain't in that part of that. But that's that reminds me so much, I don't want to do anything to bring a reproach against this ministry. I don't want to do anything to bring a reproach against the message of the old rugged cross. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to act one way in here, but on social media and outside, act another way. Because that spitting in the face of Jesus Christ That's saying, I'm the biggest hypocrite you've ever met. I'm not really who I am. And God did not save me to be wishy-washy. The Lord didn't save me to be that way. He says, but in all things, verse 4, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. So in everything, I'm about to read a list. But is that how you conduct yourself every day? That's what God is wanting for us to conduct ourselves in a way every day of our life that says, I am a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about preachers now. I'm talking about all of us, the ones that's going to heaven. That's what I'm talking about. Every day when you wake up, that's what you were thinking. I'm a minister, and it doesn't matter. Paul said, he said, it doesn't matter at all. In much patience. In tribulation, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonment, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fasting, by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report, even when people say bad things about you that's false, and good reports he says as deceivers and yet true even then even when people say i am deceiving and i'm not right i'm doing he said it ain't gonna rock me he says as unknown and yet well known as dying and behold we live as chastened and yet not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing and yet possessing all things paul said listen to me he said it doesn't matter what's going on in my life i cannot stay on the ground i've got to get up six times i've got to get up seven times i've got to get up every time because it's not my reputation i'm trying to protect i don't have a reputation my reputation is a blood child of god when i have got to make sure i don't do anything to, to give a bad name to the power the resurrecting power of the name of jesus christ so i have to rise up and it don't matter how 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 bad it hurts. How humiliating it is. How much crow I have to eat. Somebody hear me today. It doesn't matter what I have to do. I cannot do that to my God. I've got to get up six times. I've got to get up today. I've got to get up tomorrow. It was a hard blow. I didn't deserve it. I didn't ask for it. But I owe my God more than that to stay on this ground. And I will get up by the power of Jesus Christ. You got to do it. The Bible says... We've got to start where we give back and we get back up. We've got to pray. I started telling you that last week. I've already mentioned it today. We've got to pray for people that are not saved, folks. We've got to pray for people that are not saved. Don't don't gamble their salvation on I'll tell them tomorrow don't gamble their salvation on well maybe I can get them to church Sunday and they can hear the altar calling don't do that we've got to start praying Lord in the name of Jesus God I care about these people call them by name and then we've got to love them even when they give us a reason just to stay away from them stay away from them bad news stay away from them and i know you've got to stay away from people that are up to no good and you things that are not right you 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 can't participate in that that's not what i'm saying but people we've got to understand that people act the way they do for the second week in the row because they don't have jesus and if, if, if the gospel, if the salt and light is removed away from them, they're going to go to hell. We need to start seeing people in flames of fire every day. When we look around, we need to look and see that people are perishing and they're going to go to hell and it might be on my dime if I don't get to them. So we've got to pray for these people. We've got to love them even when they tell us to get out of their face. We've got to still show them love some kind of way. And then when God, through the Holy Ghost, opens up the door, we've got to lead them to Jesus. He's what's missing in this world, amen? He's what this world needs, amen? He needs to be high and lifted up right now. He needs to be made known around your circle and people, because at any time the trumpet could sound, So we've got to lift him up. We've got to pray for these people. We've got to love on these people regardless of their labels again. And we've got to lead them to Jesus. You may lead them to church, but you need to focus on leading them to Jesus first. And then the last thing, they'll be in a position where we can get more help. The laborers are few. But see, if we start praying for people this year, if we start loving people this year, If we start leading people this year, then we've got some people to launch to help us out. Amen? You know what? Last year, I got uh, so bent out of shape, and I got so, 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 so. Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what we're going to do. And the Lord just said, you got to quit complaining. You've got to get back up. Things are not going to change. There's never going to be a post-COVID day. They'll give it a new name every six months or so, but there's never going to be, or let me say post-pandemic. There's never going to be a post-pandemic day, all right? You can hold out to see if I'm right, so you can call me out on that. I'm not telling you on my own authority. We are on our way to a system that's going to usher in the new world order, which will be part of the Antichrist. People don't get that that say they read their Bible, and that's beyond me. I don't understand that part, but maybe God will help me, and I want you to understand this. After I got out of all that, the Lord said, you need to get back up. You need to get back up. The righteous will rise seven times if need be. Get back up. You cried and complained long enough, and he sent us over to the other campus. We started ripping stuff out. Painting, moving stuff, digging, pretty much the whole year. We started working on what's now, the student ministry center, started working on the children's ministry center over there, working on the turf, doing all this. You know why? Because today is the day of salvation. There's no time to lay around and lick our COVID wounds or nothing else. Today is the day that we get up and we say, Lord, thank you that I have that same power inside of me and I can get back up. I can rise up. I don't have to stay magnetized to the ground of deceit and depression anymore because it is in you, Lord, that I live and I move and I have my being. And that's what the Lord says. So God sees that we've got to do this, you know, and our focus, we, we talk about all of the falling that's happened to us. And I'm not trying to undermine anybody suffering at all because we all suffer and will suffer. But we, our focus should not be on our falling and what's happened to us. Our focus needs to be like Paul on our finishing. We need to be able to say, look, we didn't see all these things coming and we didn't know it was going to put us in this kind of dilemma or pickle. But you know what? I'm trying to finish strong. I want to be able to say I fought a good fight i have kept the faith i finished my course i'm trying to finish that's what i'm focusing on i'm not i I did fall yeah i did fall that happened to me but praise god i got back up again didn't you didn't you go through this yeah i did but by the power of god i got didn't your family have to deal with yeah we did didn't y'all's church have this going on yes we did but we got back up stay where we were because god is not the god of the dead but he's the god of the living and all live through him and i want to tell you something today church the devil is just banking on everybody in this room and anybody online if we're online he's banking on all of us minding our own business going back out of here grabbing the band-aids and keep putting them on there while we lay on the ground but somebody in this place right here needs to say, no, nope, that's what I needed to hear you tell me today, Lord, was I need to get back up. I'm part of the righteous family. I'm part of the royal priesthood. I'm a peculiar nation. I'm a holy people. We don't lay on the ground where I come from and where I'm going, but we get back up because we've got a mighty God that's greater than any setback or cast down. And we're going to live this thing out until the trumpet sounds or God calls us home. We're going to do it. You know what? Satan, 2,000 years ago, he kept on, he kept on, he kept on, he kept on dealing, blow after, try, throw Jesus down, accusing him, uh, all kinds of things. He started before he was born, I told you. He kept on throwing these things out to Jesus. Thought he. And then one day, he thought, he really did it this time. I got him down now. And here Jesus lays. He's laying down, finally got cast down. By the way, this this is worth noting. He used, people always talk about the Jews put him on the cross. No, I say, based on my Bible, that the religious community single-handedly handled putting Jesus on on the cross that's what i get from my bible so satan had him laying there and that 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 uh example i just gave you was fyi the religious community needs to be careful today history repeats itself don't try to be so politically correct now that jesus can't be found he's laying on he's laying on the ground with nails going through his hands and his feet. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And he gave up the ghost after his last bit of torture took place and then a spear pierced his side and blood and water came out. And then he said, it is finished. After he went through the abandonment, or the feeling of knowing that God had to turn away because of the the sin, the appearance. That's why we ought to run away from sin. It's ugly in the sight of God, folks. And Satan said, that took a lot of work, but he's in the ground. He's laying down in the ground now. But how many of you know three days later? Three days later. That's why you can get back up. Hallelujah, say because Jesus got back up, and you can get back up. I don't care if it's 2020, 2022, 2025. The name of God is to be glorified. You can get back up, and it's time for us to get back up this year. Old things have passed away. I feel like when I'm preaching right now, I feel like I'm looking at everybody. I feel like I just called all of y'all a cuss word. I did. I do. You don't know the battle of preaching up here behind this pulpit when you're just trying to help people. I'm not saying anybody's mad or upset or nothing like that, but I'm telling you, I fight more of a spiritual warfare trying to get this out than you ever will trying to sit there to receive it because I got an enemy. It's not just me. I know what I'm going to say. I told you. But he don't want it to go no further than me. And he will fight me worse than you looking at youngers or parents taking care of business or anything. He fights me. And that's why I'm telling you today, my battle's not through when I get through. I wear it. I take it home. And then I have to deal with that drive home. She's done that. They gonna get. They ain't coming back, blah, blah, blah. All this that was out of line, this person's going to take it personally. And I today, I really hope everybody takes it personally. I do. I hope we all take it personally. Amen. It's time to get up. You know what? I got to bring this up. Stand up. You got hope now. Stand up. Come on. Stand up. Here's some hope. When I thought, Lord, is what we used to see, was that the end of it? And then I told you, the folks that helped out over on Friday a few weeks ago, at the cafeteria in the youth center for this fundraiser and then when we went and sang I know I brought this up okay and then when we left Christmas night and went and sang at Linda's, I'm telling you God had already put this message in my spirit I said thank you God it looks like the church is getting back up again see you don't know what absence does I told you all those months I preach to an empty building. You don't know. I don't care if you're not able to move mountains. You can shake somebody's hand or you can you can smile. at. Some, you don't know what it does for people and you don't know what it does for God. Folks, we've got to get back up. If you're going home, one day, one day your getting up is going to take you up. You're going to get up one day And after you get up off the ground, you're going to say, man, this was it. I thought I was through. And you're going to get up, and as soon as you get to your feet and you throw your hands in the air, somebody somewhere is going to get up one last time, and then that trumpet's going to sound. They ain't going to get hit again. They're not going to get talked about again. not going to get mistreated or abused or misunderstood ever again because, see, one day you're last getting up off the ground. Your last, getting back up, will be followed by a trumpet sounding. And you know, a long time ago, Mackey used to mime a song. It was about Jesus, but it just said, you can't keep a good man down. Three days later, everybody found out. Well, I'm telling you today in the name of Jesus, let this be three days later. Let it be in the name of Jesus. Not for me or even this church, but for the cause of Jesus. Let it be three days later. If we don't have any more people than this, that's fine. But the ones we have, let it be three days later and everybody get up and let the devil and all of the world say, you can't keep a good man down. You can't keep a good woman down. You can't keep a good family down. You can't keep a good child down, a good teenager down. Here I am and I'm walking. I might get knocked down again, but I'm going to get back up. I'm getting back up. That's what God's wanting out of all of us here. He's wanting us. And I wrote something down. This might be cheesy. And you're going to hear a lot of these kind of things. But I just wrote this down this morning. A question to ask you. What can can God do through you in 2022? What can God do through you? See, we're obsessed with what can God do for you. And He will because I said earlier, He loads us down every day. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. But I want you to say, this is what I, I'm getting up now. I'm getting up. I'm going to get knocked down again. But anything's better than dirt. Amen? Anything's better than dirt. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this church. I just feel a sweet presence here and I don't know if anybody will. I I don't even know and we got room today but you don't owe anybody an explanation but has anybody gone through anything at any time but throughout the course of this message today You just made your mind up. I'm getting back up starting right now. If that's you, if God has spoken to you and you feel that way, I want you to meet me because I want us to pray together before we go home. If you're at home online and you're not driving a car or something, if you can just bow your head or if you can make an altar where you are. Father God, we all know what it feels like. We may not have suffered like Paul or like you, Jesus, and you know that, God, but you know how we feel when we hurt, when we grieve, when we mourn, when we are caught by surprise without any warning and it's a life-changing event you you are familiar with that lord and you you do know about physical pain god you know that there are things that are bigger than us that will intimidate us if we're not careful and they will put us down but oh god in the name of jesus lord we're declaring For no other reason but the fact that we're getting back up today, Lord. The ground was not. You didn't come out of the grave, out of the ground, so we would have to stay bound to the ground, Lord. Hallelujah. I feel like just loving on Jesus. you Father for resurrecting power thank you Lord for overcoming power thank you Lord that no weapon formed against us will prosper or will prevail Lord I thank you that when we're weak when we're knocked down and we get up You promised the strength, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're not a Christian, you're in the building or online. If you're here, please come down. But all you have to do is say, Jesus, I've been knocked down for a long time and I've ran. And I ask you to forgive me. And I realize some of us may get sick, we may die. But I just want us to make our mind up Until we do die, we're going to live, church. And if you ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins, and you'll make your mind up, Lord, as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord, things are going to change. Isaiah said But now thus says the Lord who created you O Jacob and he who formed you O Israel fear not for I have I have redeemed you I have called you by your name and I like this He says, You are mine Everybody in here that names the name of Jesus, you're property of the Lord. You belong to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made. It. It's all about you all about you I don't even know if that's the song Joe is playing but that's what I feel in my heart right now God I'm coming back, I'm getting up with a holy roar, with a holy vengeance God I'm going to live my life in a way Lord that it represents you in all of heaven God I give you my word we'll pray and we'll love and we'll lead. we'll launch them back out Lord we won't let them get in a place where they fall down and can't get up but we'll put them Lord to use I want to say something to everybody before we leave at the end of this month we're going to do our three nights of prayer that I announced earlier but Joe had shared something with me earlier This we, we have no way of knowing and I, I really don't want to know but it's like a hundred minutes to glory or a hundred minutes to, to victory in a hundred days but this would be good just to do this all year long and we don't know what we'd see in a hundred days but a hundred minute challenge a week a hundred minutes every week I'm going to read my Bible I don't know that's 15, 18 minutes a day I I don't know I, I do know this is less than anything you will do in technology or anything else. And then a 100 minutes a week of prayer. If you know how to pray when you're driving, when you're thinking, that, that is no problem at all. But I, I'm not going to ask people to raise their hand I'm not even going to try to talk about it when I'm around people. But, but I'm, I'm doing this along with, with all other things that, that we do, our devotion and all these other things. But I, I, I just want to challenge you, the church and online, to say, Lord, I'd, I'd love to know I'm reading my Bible one of those 100 minutes and the trumpet sounds. That's a great way to go, folks, in the Word so there won't be a reminder there won't be a slide this is just a special thing today for us you can tell people about it and of course people that are watching online are, are part of it as well but we're going to do this and I haven't mentioned our fasting at all but this is a great time to get into disciplines that will make a difference in your life with, with this, with giving with reading, with praying. If you can combine that with fasting. And our our fasting this year is centered around our pray, love lead launch. Because people people have to go to heaven, folks. I mean, I, I I know you don't have to go to Starbucks when they open if you're a Dunkin' person. Or you I I, I know you don't have to. Buy your groceries at Foodline if you're a Walmart person or a piggly wiggly person. I, I I know that. That's that's we call those options. But I'm telling you right now, people gotta know Jesus if they're gonna go to heaven. That's that's not a, a conditional thing. Well it is, it's conditional on whether we tell them or not. So that's the challenge. I want you to pray as much as you can about. This church getting up. And I'm going to say this. This sounds like me blowing smoke and all this. But I I don't know if we can do this. But I really prayed. I'd love to do something outside for Easter this year with LOL. And I I, I don't, we, it seems like that's so foreign to us right now. But I, I, I believe if we pray and we read and we commit and we fast, God's going to send us some laborers that's able to help us handle some of that stuff. Amen. Let's pray, Lord. Would you let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart, Lord, we don't want to bring a reproach like Paul against the ministry or the church, but Lord, let them be acceptable in your sight because you are our strength in our Redeemer. Now, there is one thing all the social media people can do. You can throw a hashtag up that says, we get back up. You can do that. We get back up. What? Your church, I thought y'all got, didn't y'all get messed up? Didn't your family, we, we get back up. We get back, yeah, we get back up. The righteous. We we get back up. We don't don't stay where we are. Jesus didn't stay where the devil put him. We don't stay where we are. So, I love you unless the trumpet sounds. I hope you're going to bring a lot of glad tidings of great joy and show up Wednesday night. Remember, we start at 715. So it would be good to get there by 7 because... A couple of us have to almost be in a Superman telephone booth. We have to come out one right, right. So 715 is when we will start, all right? God bless you. I love you. Just smile at somebody. Hey, don't be hugging next right now.